What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Right, right and wrong. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Whoa. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Welcome to Right and Wrong. This is the show where we try to wake up the woke by talking common sense about the issues of the day. I'm your host, Brian Ruka, and with me as always over there is my friend and yours, producer Juice. Truth Box, who do you want to highlight this week as we continue Men's History Month of April here on the Right and Wrong show? What was the difference, if you could put a put a point on it so how was your what did your teachers teach you or not teach you that allowed you and it sounds like other people on your block not a rich area to succeed first of all they, they taught us the english language uh they taught us uh the standard academic subjects they were not teaching us uh you know uh the tree hugging uh they were not teaching us how to use condoms uh they were not teaching us to be victims uh and they held us to the same standards that they held other kids to now those of us who came from uh, homes where there were no, no no truly educated people uh it was a little harder on us but that's nothing compared to how hard it was going to be if they had made allowances and lowered the standards for us well done as always my friend that was the economic genius political commentator and author mr thomas soul soul is another one of these guys that started out as a democrat until he woke up and finally saw the light although he's remained an independent since the 70s soul has become a leading figure for the conservative movement His outspoken stances against government entitlement programs and race-based quotas have become a common theme throughout most of Sowell's career. At the end of the day, Thomas Sowell believes in personal responsibility and working hard to achieve your goals. What's more American than that? All right, so on today's show, we'll touch on Carmela Harris's recent trip to Nashville, how a Boston educator found himself in hot water using an, an obscene word, and how Riley Gaines was held hostage by a uh, group of activists on a California college campus a couple of weeks ago. Plus, in our Come On Man segment of the day, we'll highlight the ridiculous changes made by one of the members of the Tennessee Three, Justin Pearson. At this time, I'd love to remind you guys to please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating. It really helps us reach a larger audience, and we can't wait. We can't do that without your help. So please, please, please hook us up with a like, a share, a subscribe, all that good stuff. With that being said, I do believe it is now time to welcome in our good friend, Mr. Rick Flair, because it is showtime, baby. Woo! Showtime! Woo! Woo! weeks ago i received an email from one of the fans of the show in all honesty this sort of thing doesn't happen very often for me now don't get me wrong i hear from people after every show but it's always from people that i have a personal relationship with i'll get words of encouragement from johnny onion joski and bass my neighbor daniel will typically text me something about one of the topics that we cover and my cousin bonnie will usually hit me up with a nice breakdown of the latest episode keep up the good work big cuz one love man Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) But the email I got the other day was from a stranger that was given a right and wrong business card from one of his co-workers. 
the emailer explained that I had given the card to his coworker and that she passed it along to him because she thought he'd like the show. He told me that he works in a customer service role where he is often engaged in conversation by the people that he meets. He said that tons of people attempt to bring up politics, but he feels stuck trying to balance his job status with his beliefs. The emailer did note that he's met plenty of people that share his views and that he's able to connect with, but he feels frustrated by having to fake it with the people who oppose his side of the aisle. I decided to talk about it because, well, I just wanted to brag that I got some fan mail. (laughs) No, no, no. But mainly, it mainly was because I think we can all relate to what the emailer is talking about. This is a common theme for those of us on the right. The left has succeeded at making us feel outnumbered and at making us feel guilty for holding what in reality is some pretty basic common sense views. You see, the left loves to play the victim game. They will talk about themselves as being in marginalized groups. They say they have no systemic power and they act like everything is stacked against them. They turn a senseless killing of six Christians into an attack on trans people in general. They turn riots into peaceful protests. They advocate for killing babies in the womb, but somehow frame it as if the mother making that decision is the real victim in the situation. In reality, the left is the side that holds the systemic power. The left has control of Hollywood and the media. Those are the two most powerful tools needed to shape our culture. Those tools are also used to put pressure on major corporations to support and adopt the latest left-wing causes. That's the reason why Bud Light used a transvestite as their sponsor. At the end of the day, nine times out of ten, the truth is the exact opposite of what the left is saying. Their calls for anti-racism is just racism directed at other races. Their calls for gender-affirming healthcare actually changes someone's gender. It does not affirm a damn thing. And it's that type of power and control that makes the emailer feel hesitant about sharing his honest views with his customers. He knows that if he shares his true failings with the couple that's rocking the matching plaid masks, that he could possibly lose his job when they eventually complain about him. In reality, with any customer service type of job, you'll be dealing with a level of this no matter what. We've all heard the phrase a million times, the customer is always right. But with the rise of social media, HR departments, and activism in general, the left has been able to use their power and influence to make us remain silent. What I told this emailer is what I try to remind myself. The battle shouldn't take place with the customer, but it should take place with his overall company. If he has an HR department, his voice can be just as strong as one of his leftist counterparts. This is easy to say, but tough to do. I get that. And believe me, I struggle with it myself, but we must get more comfortable pushing back within our own organizations. If your company puts out a memo in support of a trans day of visibility, file a complaint letting them know how uncomfortable it makes you feel, especially in the wake of a transgender lunatic attacking a Christian elementary school. Chances are the donkey working in the HR department will try to brush you off, but so what? Make them have to deal with you. What do you have to lose at this point? Has silently rolling our eyes about it worked yet? In the end, I'm glad to know that this message has reached someone that didn't feel obligated to listen to me because of a pre-existing relationship. It inspires me to keep talking because eventually we'll reach enough people to at least feel confident enough to know there's plenty of others out there dealing with the same BS that we are. 
The next step is to take it from just saying it into a microphone or just listening to it on your car ride home and putting it into real action and real change. The left has been doing it for years now. It's about time for us to beat them at their own game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time in the show where we bring you guys the rights and wrongs of the week. Starting things off here, leading us off at topic number one, we have Kamala Lella Ding Dong Harris visiting the so-called Tennessee Three this past week. What was that? You guys, you guys remember this story? We touched on it on last week's episode, but those um, three jackasses in Tennessee that stormed their state capitol building with a violent mob of insurrectionists demanding justice over gun reform and this, that, and the other thing. Well, two of them, the two Justins, Justin Pearson, Justin Jones, got booted, and Gloria Johnson, the third member, hung on by one vote. You know, it's all going to be null and void pretty quickly. The two Justins have already been reinstated by their um, own district. They're able to, like, reappoint them to fill their vacated seats until a special election is held. So it was this big show, and um, Democrats flexing their, I mean... Republicans flexing their muscles by booting these people for conduct unbecoming of a politician, it all ended up being for nothing, unless the Republicans take further action. Hopefully, they work to um, ban someone who's been removed for actions like this from ever being able to rerun or, or you know be reappointed, if you will. So anyways, long whole you know process there, but the point that I want to get to here is how the vice president found it necessary to drop everything she was doing, you know, everything she's doing on the border, all the work she's doing there. She had to drop that. She had to drop all of her hard work doing Venn diagrams. She had to leave all that behind at a moment's notice and go to Tennessee to visit these three and grandstand about how it's undemocratic to remove people in a democratic process by voting them out. Um, she demanded that their voices were being silenced because they didn't have enough votes to get done what they wanted to get done and decided to just shout and yell and kick and scream about it instead. Basically, they they had themselves an adult version of a temper tantrum and they paid the price for it. But that's not good enough for Vice President Giggles McGee over there. <laughs> These people were kicked out because of the color of their skin. Oh, my goodness, this lady. And you can't help but notice there are six families that she was too busy or not interested enough to go visit just two weeks ago in the same area. Six families that had members of their family murdered just because of the religious values and views that they hold by a lunatic trans gun woman. See, I had to stop and think there for a sec, but the vice president was silent on that. No visits from the, from the white house, no invitations to the white house for any of these victims. Yet giggles McGee over there gets to jump on a plane and go visit these three 
idiots because they conducted themselves like petulant children and paid the price for it. So now they are the ultimate victims. I know we touched on the forming of victimhood on the left in the monologue a little bit, and this is it, people. These idiots conducted themselves in pathetic behavior and by a democratic process were voted out of their positions of power because they, quite frankly, proved to be unworthy of the positions that they're in. They proved to be a threat to our very democracy that the left always pretends to care so much about. So I think we have a brief clip of, of some of what Harris was saying um, when she made a little little speech in Tennessee. Juice, you got that? And they understood the importance, these three, of standing to say the people will not be silenced, who say the children should be able to live and be safe and go to school and not be in fear. What is that? These people stood up and said, we will not be silenced. Who's silencing them? They have every opportunity to speak about this stuff just at the appropriate time. You don't just get to stand up and disrupt a meeting. You don't just get to stand up and bring people in there from the outside out into the middle of their their, their floor while they're conducting business. You don't get to shout with a blowhorn. No peace, no, no, no change, no peace. I think it, it was what they were yelling. No change, no peace or whatever. It might not have been change. Who knows? But that's what they were demanding. And you can do stuff. You could protest. You can be against things, but you do it outside the building. You don't bring them all in, inside, walk into the the seat where you're actually conducting business and start screaming and yelling with a bo- with a blowhorn and then demand that you're being silenced. You're damn right you're being silenced. You should be getting cuffed and, and dragged out of there. Absolutely ridiculous. Next. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. All right, this next one is a story that um, the great Joskino sent me on uh, from Boston.com, and the headline of the story is, A mass school committee rescinds a superintendent candidate's job offer after he referred to women as ladies. <laughs> yep, that's the headline of the story. Once again, this is from Boston.com, and it involves Vito Perone, who was in the middle of contract negotiations to become the superintendent of the East Hampton School District. Now, I'm a lifelong Bostonian, Massachusetts uh, person. Never heard of East Hampton before in my life. Sorry, I don't, I don't know where it is. I um, think it's North Shore. I probably should have looked it up, but... Um, don't really care exactly where it is and like whatever east hampton massachusetts woohoo but the meat and bones of this story is that Vito sent an email to cynthia i'm gonna butcher this last name kawasinski and another uh committee member where he addressed them as quote ladies and that's it that's all he did and now for some reason he's not fit for the job that they had already offered him 
According to Vito, Miss Cynthia told him that using the term ladies in a formal discussion was a microaggression. And the fact that he did not realize that was now concerning to her going forward. What? What is that? How ridiculous is that? Referring to 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 women that you're, you're working with, you're sending emails back and forth with. He writes, ladies, and, and starts to say whatever he wanted to say. And that's a microaggression? This is from the article. Um, quote, could I have been more formal? Absolutely, Perone told the Daily Hampshire Gazette. There was an opportunity for a teachable moment, and that would have been setting an expectation where we could learn and grow in a positive way. Instead, it was a denial of the ability to have a conversation. End quote. See, I don't even like Vito's answer there. It sounds like he's being weak and he's apologetic for it. The guy should be like, um, no, it's not a big deal at all. A teachable moment. You're using the left's language there, pal. I have no sympathy for you, Mr. Vito. You should be standing standing there saying, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is absolutely absurd. And this lady, Miss Cynthia here, should lose her job over something like that. She's got, like, she's on the lookout for, for something. The, the size of the chip on this lady's shoulder. Come on. What a joke. She is a lady. She's a woman. He referred to you as that. Deal with it. And I specifically chose not to call Vito Perone Dr. Vito Perone because it's another one of those academic degrees, which good for him, whatever, he worked hard for it, but I don't I don't respect that term. I'm sorry. Everyone wants to respect people's pronouns. I don't go for the doctor thing with it when it comes to an educator. Sorry. You're in you're in the article here. You're running for the superintendent. You're just Vito Perone to me. Uh, they want to don't want to praise you as Doctor Vito. Go ahead, but that's the same thing though. That would be like if he he demands to be called Doctor throughout the emails. Does he? I don't know, but that would be absurd too. No. Hey Vito. Hey fella. What's up? Go ahead. Who cares? He said, "Ladies," and they're rescinding. The job offer to him. Now, I will say that the community has stood by his side. They have, um, you know, people who are outraged when they heard this story. They were outside, you know, like the the city town buildings when the school committee was meeting after um, announcing the the take back of the job offer, and they were going to have like a meeting to hear from the public. They actually had to cancel that because too many people showed up. And there were people outside, like, holding signs that said, ladies for Perone, which I like that. Um, and it just got pushed so they can move it to, like, a larger venue or something. So uh, I think it's coming up, like, this Monday they're going to be voting on it. But hopefully they do the right thing and, and give this guy the job that he should have had. But, again, I think it's it's telling even his reaction to it because if that's how weak you're going to be over something like this, sir. You're in for a, a world of hurt dealing with Massachusetts, um, you know, school committee people. These are the libbiest of the libs, my friend. And if they're already labeling you as someone who has microaggressions over the term, using the term ladies, man, you're going to be walking on eggshells during your whole career, my friend.
and it ain't going to be pretty. They'll find something. You'll sneeze in the wrong way, and it's going to be like um, you're going to be labeled a transphobe or, or God forbid you say God bless you to someone. You're out. See you later. This guy's shoving his religious beliefs down our throats here, and we can't have that. So, I don't know. But the whole story is just absolutely ridiculous. Next. Hello, ladies. All right, so this next story here is um, the one about Riley Gaines getting locked in a room for up to three hours at San Francisco State University, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago by, at this point. But yeah, Gaines, if you don't know who she is, she is a former swimmer from the University of Kentucky who was forced to compete against the male athlete going by the name Leah Thomas. Gaines has become a outspoken supporter of protecting women's rights to compete against only real-life, actual women in sports. And for that, she's become a villain for the left. Well, she gave a speech the other day. Again, as I mentioned, it was at San Francisco State University, and things got pretty bad um, during that speech. Throughout the whole time she was speaking, protesters were stomping, making noise, and trying to drown out her voice, while campus police stood around and did nothing. Those agitators should have been removed from the building, but they weren't. That is not a protected free speech you know, protection to yell and agitate and stomp and make noise while somebody else is trying to exercise their free speech. You're allowed to hold signs. You're allowed to, to, you know, boycott. You're allowed to do things like that, but you're not allowed to just scream, yell, drown out the person who's trying to, again, utilize their constitutional right to speak freely. Um, and again, this is a state university too. It's not a private institution. This is a publicly funded state university. So after Gaines gave her speech, she was assaulted and surrounded by a mob, and she was forced to hide in an empty classroom for three hours. Three hours, she was barricaded in a room, stuck because of the angry mob outside. Since since she escaped this ordeal, Gaines has said that she was hit in the face by a man dressed as a woman. While she was locked in the room, the crowd was asking for money in exchange for letting her leave, which, the last time I checked, sounds a lot like ransom money to me. They yelled things like, Open the door. We want Riley. Why are you protecting a white woman? This is vengeance. You're protecting a transphobe. Disgusting, disgusting stuff, folks. And I'm a believer in people being held accountable for their own actions. But please pay attention to the people that are stoking this fire. The left continues to tell these people who are already unstable that their opposition is trying to erase them from existence. No wonder why they're trying to harm people. They're trying to hold them for ransom. They're trying to literally, like, violently attack people. They're trying to shoot down people who have different religious beliefs than them. Why do you think they're starting to act like this? Why is the temperature being raised? Why are the trans supporters going on the attack in these situations. It's because they think that they're trying to be genocide id. Genocide id. <laughs> they think the right's trying to trying to perform genocide on them. And again, it's being stoked by the mainstream media, by the left, by the Hollywood activists out there. Those are the people that are that are telling 
these unstable individuals that their very existence is being threatened and they're trying to be erased. A guy like Michael Knowles gives a speech where he just calls for the eradication of this ideology in public life. Stop affirming, quote unquote, these people's delusions is what he's calling for. And they turn that into the right, the the you know, far mega Republicans are trying to erase you from this earth. Nope, not what's happening. Just don't want to lie to you. We just don't want you believing in this garbage delusion. And we're not going along with it. You can't force us to go along with it. That's what we're saying. We're being honest with you. The people you're listening to are not. And this is insane what they're able to get away with. The police are afraid to do anything to them over it. The campus police were were afraid to act to protect this woman's life because of the narrative that would have been framed about them had they put their hands on these people, had they actually arrested these people. What do you think the, the backlash would have been for that? And the university still defending them. The university like gave like a slight little tisk tisk about oh they shouldn't have been stomping. Like how ridiculous is that? Luckily Gaines has been like going on the media tour since this. She was on Fox News. I believe she was with Hannity. Um I don't know if she made it to Tucker probably, but telling this story and I think she's gonna sue the pants off of this place. And she should. And she should not let this go. This woman was was fearing for her life over this. Imagine that, being stuck in a room for three hours because there's an angry mob outside the door who wants a piece of you. They already punched you in the face when you're surrounded by police officers and nothing happened to them. They're demanding ransom money to let you out. They're screaming and yelling at you. Imagine that. All because she gave a speech talking about how she doesn't feel like it's right that she had to compete against a man in a swimming competition. She didn't feel like it was right to have to be in a locker room watching someone, watching a man get naked in front of her. A man who still has a penis. Imagine that. That's the crime she committed? That's what she did to, d- to deserve this? I thought the left is supposed to be the supporter of feminism. Thought the left is supposed to be women's rights. What's going on here? This one's ridiculous, people. And that'll do it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with these today. <laughs> oh, man. That one got me fired up. I'm sorry. But um, that'll do it for the rights and wrongs of the week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Stick around because we got one more segment left for you guys. It's going to be our always fun, always popular. Come on, man. Segment of the day. Next. Get your ass out the pool, man. You chill, yeah, bro. I mean, Get your ass out the pool. It's not acceptable in my mind. So it's about that time in the show, my friends, where we get to um, bring you some story, some audio, some something of uh, a person, a place, a thing. <laughs> that just is saying, doing, or acting in such a ridiculous way where even though we're going to make fun of them for a few minutes here, there's really nothing else we can say except, come on, man. And uh, that's the whole idea behind this segment. 
So before we get into it, I do want to remind you guys to please like the show, give us a five-star review, share us around, tell a friend about us, and, uh, you know, just maybe we'll uh, read one of your comments on the air if you do decide to leave one. All right, so this week, we're going to be talking about one of those members of the so-called Tennessee Three. Remember those people from the Carmela Harris story we just covered? Well, yes, um, Justin Pearson is going to be the topic um, or the person at hand here in our Come On Man segment. So who's Pearson? He's just a politician who's now trying to turn himself into a uh, 1960s civil rights leader. Yep, that's the character he's deciding to play now. And um, this one around on Twitter, this, this video the other day, and it went viral. It was great. Um, you may or may not have seen it or heard it already, but um, I just couldn't resist sharing it with you guys today. In this video, it is um, the beginning of it is Pearson in the year 2016 on campus running for, um, I think, president of a student body or, or whatever that, something like that. He is wearing, you know, sport coat, um, clean cut, um, very professional sounding, talking about working with both sides of the aisle, bringing Democrats and Republicans together, you know, just pretty much saying things that would appeal to all sides and saying it in a way that you would expect someone in a position of leadership to to speak like, you know, dignified, professional, articulate. And then it goes from that into Justin Pearson of 2023, the victim, Justin Pearson, no longer clean cut. Now he's got a little mini Afro going. He completely changes the sound of his voice, the um, cadence at which he speaks. And quite frankly, it's just embarrassing and a bad look. So let's get to the clip and then we'll uh, we'll react to it afterwards. Juice. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last, but oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Yes, yes, my friends. That is the same person. That was the same person in each clip. One, again, was from 2016, and one was from this year. Um, how ridiculous is that? Now, I heard the point be made, and I'm just going to steal it because it was a great point, but that right there was a perfect example of a man doing blackface. He just happens to be a black man, but that is blackface. That's the same thing Dylan Mulvaney's doing um, as far as teenage girl or, or female in general, how Dylan is acting out what he thinks a female would be. That's what Justin Pearson is acting out as. That's how he believes a 1960s civil rights leader would act, sound, and look like. 
And that's the role he's deciding to play now. The real Pearson, if there ever was one, was at the beginning there, the first clip, before anyone knew who he was. Now, he could have still been playing a role there. He could have been playing the role of of well-spoken politician. Who knows? I don't know what he's really like, but for some reason in his mind, he's now made the decision that this is going to be better for his career to now start acting like this and talking like that. Instead of the soft-spoken, articulate, let's bring both sides of the aisle together voice, he's decided to go with the gun lobbyist of the year 2023. They're going to take down all of our good folks here in the state of Tennessee. We cannot let this happen. We cannot let this survive. We need to go from our place of power here into the halls of greatness, and we need to change things, and we can only do that together. We need to do this as a unit. We cannot sit back and allow the NRA to still keep doing this to us. They are out there taking the lives of our children and our children's children. Mother God, please protect us while we're out there. Protect the innocent. That's absolutely ridiculous. I know I say that quite a bit, but come on, people. Who's buying that? The sad thing is people are buying it. I guess I answered my own question there, but people have fallen in for that. People are going to give this guy more fame and recognition now because of that. They're going to eat that stuff up on CNN and MSNBC. They might do a PBS special on this guy. That one reminds me of the viral clip from years ago when Juice was my, uh, when he was my, my clip guy, letting me know about anything that went around. He, uh, we had that one from the reporter turns ghetto in three seconds. It was titled. Remember that? It was the guy in the South and, uh, he was doing a news story using his reporter's voice, you know, all professional sounding. And then a bug flew into his mouth and boom, he freaked out and he, he went nuts. Uh, just like that juice. You, you, you still have that one. You able to find that thing? Oh, yes. All right. Give it to us. Come on. This, this is Pearson. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The f*** is that? I'm dying in this fucking country ass fucked up town. Shit <laughs> flying in my mouth. The f*** I can't see pollen. Let's get the f*** out of this country, motherfucker. I can't see me. <laughs> I love that clip. That one will never get old for me. Oh, pollen. I can't see pollen. Tired of this country ass place. Oh, my goodness. That's what Pearson did. He was talking completely normal, like a regular person. And then all of a sudden, he starts sing songing with his voice and he's talking like he's up there grandstanding in front of everybody. But that's exactly what, you know. It, it was in reverse. That reporter there was in reverse. You know, maybe that's how he normally talks when, when he got the bug in his mouth and he was freaking out. And he's putting on that show of the professionalism when he's giving the report and everything like that. And, uh, you know, Pearson now is doing things in reverse. But I thought that was hilarious. That's exactly what it reminded me of, that clip. And I love that you were able to find that one, my man. Oh, that one's a classic. But... Again, 
who are the people that are falling for this? Why are they falling for this? And why is this? Why does this play to people? Are we that stupid? Are we that blinded? Are we that obsessed with the color of people's skin that we fall for this type of stuff? And the answer is yes, unfortunately, but we need to be brave enough to call it out and to, to speak about it. Does it make me feel uncomfortable? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cis white man <laughs> who's, who's 38 years old. I think I'm 38. Um, but yeah, like it's a little uncomfortable. Like I, I constantly am like, oh man, people are going to think I'm a racist, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't care. I mean, I'm not. So that's just the default. What somebody was will say to you if you speak like I'm speaking right now. If you if you call this out for what it is, then you're just gonna have to deal with being labeled that by by people that can't think further down, that can't see past what's being presented to them. And that's the that's what we all fall into. It goes back to the monologue, like in that email that I got. We're always in that spot of like like someone's gonna try to silence us or label us, or we have to hold our tongue because you know, oh, I mean, I, I can't call out a black guy for speaking like that, but I can, and I will, because that's ridiculous, it's absurd, and it's insulting. It's insulting to, to it should be insulting to actual, you know, real-life civil rights leaders who actually dealt with real-life racism to see someone in the year 2023 pretend to be dealing with racism. To see someone in the year 2023 pretend to be like them. That should be insulting. Just like it should be insulting to all women out there and all females to see someone like Dylan pretend to be a woman. Until you get comfortable calling this stuff out, it's going to continue. So we need to encourage more people. I, I feel like that's a little bit of the theme of the show. It's kind of the theme of of the podcast a lot of times. It's like... We can see this stuff all we want. We can talk about it here in an empty room in front of a microphone. And you guys can listen to it through your through your earbuds or in your car. But we have to complain about this stuff, you know, in in the real world as well. So when you get the, the diversity emails from your HR department, complain about it. Because you're not getting it in on all angles. You're getting the sob story emails when the George Floyd race riots happen. You're getting the emails about insurrections on the Capitol building, but you're not getting any emails about six children getting or three children and three adults getting murdered by a trans person in a Christian school. You're not getting any any sad emails about what a sad day it is from your from your diversity groups then. So complain about it. That's where we're at. And Unfortunately, it's not easy to do. Unfortunately, we all need to earn a living as well. So, you know, you have to balance your job with your beliefs. And there's a way to do it where you can keep your job and, and still have your voice be heard. And that's the, the next step we need to take. So, Justin Pearson, for being a complete jackass race hustling grifter, you, my friend, have earned yourself one big fat classic come on man and that's our show for today thank you guys so much for 
tuning in, for joining us. And uh, until next week, I got nothing else to say to y'all except thanks for having me. The Right and Wrong Show is produced by Juice. Executive producer, Juice. Audio mixer is Juice. Hair by Skull Shavers. Wardrobe and makeup by Ashley Ruka. Right and Wrong Song created by Juice. The Right and Wrong Show is copyright 2022 from Brian Ruka.